WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Zane Townsend. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Mega Millions Jackpot Tops $1 billion. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. David Adkins will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast. The current temperature outside is a mostly cloudy 85 degrees. And now on to our top story. The Senate has passed a bill that's designed to encourage more semiconductor companies to build chip plants in the United States. The $280 billion measure, which awaits a House vote, includes federal grants and tax breaks for companies that construct their chip facilities in the U.S. It also directs Congress to significantly increase spending on high-tech research programs that lawmakers say will help the country stay economically competitive in the decades ahead. Senate passage came by a 64-33 to vote today. The House vote is expected later this week as lawmakers try to wrap up business before returning to their home states and districts in August. The last two former Minneapolis police officers who were convicted of violating George Floyd's civil rights have been sentenced in federal court. J. Alexander Kang was sentenced today to three years, and To Tai got a three-and-a-half-year sentence. They were convicted in February of two counts of violating Floyd's civil rights. The jury found they deprived the 46-year-old black man of medical care and failed to stop Derek Chauvin as he knelt on Floyd's neck for nine-and-a-half minutes. Chauvin and another former officer, Thomas Lane, have already been sentenced on federal charges. Now that the Mega Millions lottery jackpot has topped $1 billion, plenty of people who rarely play the game are considering risking $2 or joining an office pool in hopes of an immense payoff. It's only the fourth time a lottery game has reached such heights. Buying a ticket is easy, but it's easy to be confused about the odds, how the prizes are set, and how the winnings will eventually be paid out. Keep in mind that your chances of winning the jackpot always remain 1 in 302.5 million, regardless of the value of the prize. You do increase your odds of winning if you buy more tickets, but however many you purchase, your odds remain exceedingly small. The British environmental scientist whose influential Gaia theory sees the Earth as a living organism gravely imperiled by human activity has died on his 103rd birthday. James Lovelock's family said today that he died the previous evening at his home in southwest England after his health deteriorated from a bad fall this year. Lovelock's contributions to environmental science include developing a device to measure ozone-depleting chlorofluorocarbons in the atmosphere and pollutants in the air, soil, and water. The Gaia hypothesis saw the planet as a complex, self-regulating system that maintained the conditions for life on the planet. Lovelock said human activity has thrown the system dangerously off-kilter. Gaia is the Greek goddess of the Earth. President Joe Biden has emerged from five days of isolation after contracting the coronavirus, telling Americans that, quote, COVID isn't gone, unquote, but saying serious illness can be avoided with vaccines, booster shots, and treatments. 
Biden spoke after testing negative for the virus last night and again this morning. Biden's physician, Dr. Kevin O'Connor, says the president has completed his course of treatment with the drug Paxlovid and remains free of fever. O'Connor says that given those factors and the pair of negative tests, Biden will discontinue his strict isolation measures. The 79-year-old president tested positive last week and had mild symptoms. Coming up, West Virginia man pleads guilty to misdemeanor charges involving the January 6 riots. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns, right after this. Voice of Marshall University. WMU. In a city filled with bad radio, <laughs> only one station can rise up and save the day. WMUL. This fearless team of genres fights to bring better radio to the citizens of Huntington. There's no need to fear with Captain Alternative. Iron Blue. Hip-Hulk and Street Beast. Spider-Jazz. Metal Reed. Flashback Cage. Living Gospel. The Rock Eye. And the Sports 4. Team, assemble. When you're trapped by bad radio. <laughs> Tune in to 88.1 FM, where the cutting edge will be ready to save the day. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. We apologize for the technical difficulties. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Zane Townsend. A federal judge says a national horse racing authority cannot enforce its rules in Louisiana and West Virginia while a lawsuit challenging the organization is in court. Western District of Louisiana Judge Terry Dowdy, in granting a preliminary injunction, said the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority likely went beyond its bounds on three rules that went into place July 1st. State and racing officials in those jurisdictions sued to prevent the new federal authorities' regulations from going into effect. HISA CEO Lisa Lazarus says the judge's ruling does not question the organization's constitutionality or validity. An Ohio man who admitted threatening a witness after posting videos from the U.S. Capitol riots has been sentenced to two years of probation. Justin Stoll of Wilmington had pleaded guilty in January in U.S. District Court in Cincinnati to transmitting a threat to injure. The charges he faced following his January 15th arrest were not directly related to any activities at the federal building on January 6th, but rather in connection to the deadly breach. Stoll attended the rally and eventually went with other rioters past police barricades that had been torn down. He recorded videos showing this and posted them online. Authorities have said he threatened an online viewer who said they'd saved his video. A West Virginia man initially charged with attacking a police officer who died after the U.S. Capitol riot has pleaded guilty to misdemeanor offenses. 
George Tanios was indicted on felony charges last year, but pleaded guilty today to two misdemeanors. Tanios and a Pennsylvania man, Jillian Cater, were charged with conspiring to assault Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick with a chemical spray during the riot on January 6. A medical examiner determined that Sicknick suffered a stroke and died from natural causes. Prosecutors also extended an offer for Cater to plead guilty to a felony assault charge. Cater hasn't decided whether to accept it. A federal judge has thrown out a multi-million dollar defamation lawsuits against five media companies brought by a Kentucky student. Nicholas Sandman was a 16-year-old high school student when he was involved in a 2019 viral encounter at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington. The lawsuits sought tens of millions of dollars in damages. Sandman argued that the Native American man, Nathan Phillips, had defamed him in media reports. A federal judge ruled that statements made by Phillips were, quote, objectively unverifiable, unquote. The lawsuits thrown out yesterday by the judge were against the New York Times, CBS News, ABC News, Gannett, and Rolling Stone magazine. West Virginia Corrections Commissioner Betsy Jividen has announced that she is resigning. Governor Jim Justice says Jividen's resignation is effective August 5th. Justice says he will begin the process of filling the vacancy. Jividen was appointed to lead the Division of Corrections and Rehabilitation in 2018. She served as an acting and interim United States Attorney for the state's Northern District. Her work as an assistant federal prosecutor dates to 1980. The Corrections Division operates 15 prisons, work release centers, and related facilities. It has more than 2,000 employees. Coming up next, Grand Jury indicts July 4th parade shooter. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. The adventure of a lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL-FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu slash WMUL, or find us in communications building room 204. Please, help us prevent the robot uprising. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Zane Townsend. A United States defense contractor and his wife, who federal authorities say lived for decades under the identities of two dead Texas children, have been charged with identity theft and conspiring against the government. Walter Glenn Primrose and Gwen Darl Morrison were arrested Friday in Hawaii. The couple lived for decades under the names of babies who died in Texas in the late 1960s. Court records indicate the case could be about more than identity theft. 
Federal prosecutors seeking to hold the couple without bail say they discovered photos of the two in what appear to be uniforms of the former Russian spy service. A grand jury has indicted the man accused of opening fire on an Independence Day parade in suburban Chicago, a 117 felony counts. Prosecutors announced the grand jury's decision against Robert Cremo III today. The charges include 21 first-degree murder counts, 48 counts of attempted murder, and 48 counts of aggravated battery. Seven people died and more than 30 were wounded in the July 4th attack. Under Illinois law, a grand jury can determine whether there is probable cause to proceed to trial. Prosecutors say Cremo admitted to the shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, when he was arrested following an hours-long search on July 4th. Attorneys for the 21-year-old suspect have not yet formally responded to any of the charges. NASA is launching two more mini-helicopters to Mars in its effort to return Martian rocks and soil samples to Earth. The space agency announced a plan today. NASA's Perseverance rover has been collecting samples and will transport them to the rocket that will launch them off the Red Planet a decade from now. Perseverance has already gathered 11 samples. If the rover breaks down, the two helicopters being launched later this decade will load the samples onto the rocket. The choppers will be monitored after NASA's successful Ingenuity, which has made 29 flights since arriving with Perseverance at Mars last year. Federal officials say Southwest Airlines and its pilots union have resisted some investigations into accidents and other incidents and have pushed to close the matters quickly. The findings were disclosed today by the U.S. Office of Special Counsel, which represents federal whistleblowers. The whistleblowers accused the Federal Aviation Administration of lax oversight of Southwest. In one case, the FAA cut short an investigation of a 2019 incident, even though the agency determined that there was pilot error. The plane was damaged while trying to land in Connecticut. The FAA says Southwest and union officials sometimes resisted interviews with agency representatives. A rare and sometimes deadly bacteria, long thought to be confined to tropical climates, has been found in soil and water in the continental United States. U.S. health officials say they found the bacteria on the property of a Mississippi man who had come down with the disease. Officials say it likely is occurring in other areas along the Gulf Coast. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention today sent an alert to doctors about the discovery. The bacteria can cause an illness called melioidosis. It's treatable if it's caught early, but it can lead to pneumonia and blood infections if not properly treated. Coming up next, your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. Neighbors. Uh, Am I right? If you're like me, you've got thin walls and even thinner patients. What can you do for a moment's peace? Well, you can mask out the noise with WMUL 88.1 FM. Oh, sounds like old neighbor Marty's throwing dishes again. Why don't I turn on and tune in my radio to 88.1 FM? Ah, much better. WMUL 88.1 FM, the perfect solution for masking out noisy neighbors. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. 
You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. Your place in cyberspace. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Zane Townsend. Federal regulators have taken legal action to block Facebook parent Meta and its CEO Mark Zuckerberg from acquiring a virtual reality company within Unlimited and its fitness app Supernatural. They are asserting the deal would hurt competition in the virtual reality market and violate antitrust laws. The Federal Trade Commission filed a complaint today in federal court against the tech giant and its high-profile CEO. The agency is seeking a temporary restraining order and preliminary injunction against the proposed acquisition. The regulators said that Meta already is a key player at each level of the virtual reality sector. Meta rejected the regulators' claims, saying the case is based on ideology and speculation. A Wyoming judge temporarily blocked the state's abortion ban on the day it took effect, siding with a firebombed woman's health clinic and others who argued the ban would harm health care workers and their patients and violate the state constitution. Wyoming's court action puts it among several states, including Kentucky, Louisiana, and Utah, where judges have temporarily blocked implementation of trigger laws while lawsuits play out. Wyoming's law took effect briefly today, banning abortion except in cases of rape or incest or to protect the mother's life or health. The Wyoming developments occurred as hundreds in West Virginia protested an abortion ban being considered there. The Federal Reserve raised its benchmark interest rate by a hefty three-quarters of a point for a second straight time in its most aggressive drive in three decades to tame high inflation. The Fed's move will raise its key rate, which affects many consumer and business loans, to its highest level since 2018. The central bank's decision follows a jump in inflation to 9.1 percent, the fastest annual rate in 41 years. By raising borrowing rates, the Fed makes it costlier to take out a mortgage or an auto or business loan. Consumers and businesses then presumably borrow and spend less, cooling the economy and slowing inflation. The Biden administration has offered a deal to Russia aimed at bringing home WNBA star Brittany Griner and another jailed American Paul Weiland. That's according to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who also revealed today that he has asked to speak with his Kremlin counterpart for the first time in months. The statement marked the first time the U.S. government has publicly revealed any concrete action it has taken to secure the release of Griner. It is unclear what the deal is or whether it will be enough for Russia to release the Americans. A U.S. House investigation has found that gun manufacturers have taken in more than $1 billion from selling AR-15-style guns over the past decade. And sales of those rifles, sometimes marketed to young males as a sign of manhood, have been rising, according to a report unveiled today. The revenue has come as such weapons have been used in mass shootings that have horrified the nation, including one that left 10 people dead at a grocery store in Buffalo and another where 19 children and two teachers were shot to death in Uvalde, Texas. Firearm company CEOs testified at a committee hearing that their products are legal and they are horrified by violence, but guns themselves aren't to blame. And coming up, David Adkins will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And we'll be back with updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us.
Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm David Atkins, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today, you'll find it to be a wet and soggy 81 degrees. Rain showers will continue throughout the night with the temperature dropping to a low of 71 degrees around the early morning tomorrow. The temperature will then rise once again toward a high of 81 in the late afternoon. The sun will briefly come out tomorrow before returning to rain and eventually thunderstorms Friday morning with the temperature tomorrow night dropping until it reaches a low of 70 around the early morning Friday, before rising to a high of 77 the early evening. Today in weather history, today in 1939, the temperature at Lewiston, Indiana hit 117 degrees to establish an all-time record for that location. Thank you for weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a soggy 81 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm David Atkins. Thanks, David. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. Shipping companies aren't rushing to export millions of tons of trapped grain out of Ukraine despite a breakthrough deal to provide safe quarters through the Black Sea. That's because explosive mines are drifting in the waters amid Russia's war. Ship owners are assessing the risks and many still have questions over how to deal with will unfold. The goal is to get 20 million tons of grain out of three Ukrainian ports and clear the way for Russian food and fertilizer hampered by wider sanctions. But the deal is running up against the reality of how difficult and risky it will be. The United Nations says the Joint Center in Istanbul that it will run the operations is working nonstop to get set up. The Ukrainian military has used a U.S.-supplied precision rocket system to deliver a morale-lifting knockout punch to a bridge Russia used to supply its forces in an occupied region of southern Ukraine. The deputy head of the Moscow-appointed administration in the Kyrgyzstan region said Ukrainian artillery struck the Antonovsky Bridge late last night. He says previous Ukrainian attacks damaged the bridge last week, but the span had to be closed to vehicles today. The Ukrainian military confirmed that surgical strikes were carried out on the bridge. While the strike makes only a slight dent in Moscow's Ukraine offensive, it showed Russian forces are vulnerable. Western military assistance has been crucial to Ukraine's efforts to fend off Russian attacks. Philippine officials say the government has scrapped a deal to purchase 16 Russian military transport helicopters due to fears of possible U.S. sanctions. Former Defense Secretary Delphin Lorenzana told the Associated Press last night 
that he canceled the 12.7 billion peso or $227 million deal to acquire the MI-17 helicopters in a decision that was approved by then-President Rodrigo Duterte before his six-year term ended on June 30th. Lorenzana said Washington could express its displeasure in many ways. The Philippines proceeded with the deal due to America's worsening conflict with Russia and that, quote, we could face sanctions, unquote. He said American security officials were aware of Manila's decisions and could offer similar heavy lift helicopters for Philippine military use. Russia's Gazprom has halved the amount of gas flowing through a major pipeline from Russia to Europe to 20 percent of full capacity. It's the latest Nord Stream 1 reduction that Russia has blamed on technical problems. The Germany says is a political move to sow uncertainty and push up prices amid the war in Ukraine. Data on the Nord Stream website and the head of Germany's network regulator confirmed the reduction today. Gazprom had announced the reduction Monday, citing equipment repairs. The move raises fears that Russia could cut off gas completely to try to gain political leverage over Europe as it tries to bolster its storage levels for winter. Coming up next, in space, no one can hear you meow. Stay tuned. This is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know, it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T-Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. Marshall University's sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, The Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. And finally today on News Center 88. If you love cats, you might want to cover your ears or your cat's ears for this one. A new science study from Poland has classified domestic 
cats as an invasive alien species. The report says a classification is because of the damage they cause to birds and other wildlife. As you might guess, the report is not setting well with some cat lovers. The key scientist for the report says he wasn't prepared for the blowback he's gotten. He says some media reports make it seem like he wants to see cats euthanized, but he does not. Police in Northern California are looking for the person who broke into the corporate office of a donut company, a break that has left the suspect looking for his keys. Authorities say the suspect took some petty cash from the Johnny Donuts office in the San Francisco Bay Area over the weekend. But the key to the case may turn out to be keys. One set the suspect left behind at the office and the keys to a bakery vehicle the burglar took, but left the vehicle behind. It's unknown how much cash was taken from the donut company. Buzz Aldrin's jacket Worn on his historic first mission to the moon's surface in 1969, has been auctioned off to a bidder for nearly $2.8 million. Sotheby says the amount paid for the Apollo 11 in-flight coverall jacket is the highest for any American spaceflown artifact sold at an auction. The unidentified winning bidder outlasted several others in a bidding that spanned almost 10 minutes. The jacket displays Aldrin's name tag on the left breast above the Apollo 11 mission emblem. Aldrin and Neil Armstrong became the first astronauts to walk on the moon on July 20th, 1969. And that does it for this summer edition of New Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Zane Townsend, David Atkins, Sequoia Ware, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler and your thought of the day is... If you're gonna play with rattlesnakes, you better know what rattlesnakes do. Smokey eunuch.